Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and Beast Mike on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. to get in the ring with DJ D. Cooks and Beast Mike after a weird hiatus where we recorded last week, but Beast Mike's audio got lost because I disconnected Alexa. Oh. And uh, it was weird. It was my bad. Um, It was weird because my computer speaker was connected to my Echo Dot. And it was feeding through your audio, and it was weird. So, but I got that issue fixed for this week. All right. So, let's see. We are, this is right after uh, TLC. Do you want to just do TLC right away? We might as well get right into it. It's hot off the presses. We might as well get right into it. All right. Tables, ladders, and chairs in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, so Humberto Carrillo defeats Andrade Cien Almas. They don't call him that anymore, but with Serena Vega. Um, In 12.45, they're teasing dissension between Andrade and Serena. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Good little match here. They did a reverse ra- reverse poison rana off the top, and the moonsault to finish off on Un- Andrade here. Really good match. This was a very good way to start the show. Very good match to start the show. Um, this was a cleaner. This, this that had nothing to do with Zelina getting attacked or, or Alamos running into her. This was a good match to start the show. It really was a good tone setter. Uh, for the the start of what the first half of the evening was very entertaining. And I thought the roster really showed it tonight. Um, yes. Starting with the New Day versus the Revival, the New Day defeat the Revival in 1920. A lot of innovative stuff in this ladder. Very good ladder match. They really and for three dudes who I really wouldn't consider guys that you would be the first to pick for a ladder match. And Big E and the Revival. Kofi did his thing in this ladder match big time. And I think ultimately it's his experience that got it done for the New Day. But this is a very, very good match from start to finish. A very good story was told about the, Re- the Revival's physicality. And then the New Day doing their thing. And coming back and kind of fighting back against the Revival. Even though the Revival was incredibly physical and dominated the tenor of this match. But a very good match, nonetheless. New Day retains the tag titles and ends the decade as champions. Yes, they end the decade as champs. Um, 
they're five-time champs. Oh, Zonka put up his review after we. Oh, they're, they're seven, uh, seven now. They're, they're seven-time. Seven-time champ. Yeah, as as a crew, they're seven-time. Yeah. Um, he had both matches at three and a half stars. I went a little higher on both. I went I go four. I go four. I go four for both. Yeah, I went four on both, and I went four on the next one as well. Alistair Black defeating Buddy Murphy in thirteen forty-five. Very physical. Two dudes are really similar with their style. They both can. They can aerial style. They can both tag. They can both use the. They can go ground and pound if they have to. Kind of cut from the same cloth. I think Alistair's promo really hits the nail on the head. He thinks that they're going to fight for a while. I agree. I want more of this. They, uh, it was highly entertaining from start to finish. They, two dudes that gave out knockout blows until Alistair all of a sudden put uh, put Buddy to sleep with the black mask. Yeah. And it was sudden, too. Very good match. A little bit of a choppy match here between the uh, Viking Raiders and the Good Brothers. Yep. Fly finish. They've done better. They've done better in the past. So I'll, I'll chalk it up as a mulligan. I'll give it a mulligan, but I, I think they could do better in the future. But they've certainly done better in the past. So I'll, I'll just chalk it up for them. Um, yeah, it's kind of a mulligan. Corbin because Zonka did not like it at all. Um, I did not see it because I was recording another podcast. So okay. So uh, all right. he rated it at one and a half. I thought it told a good story of all the king's horses and all the king's men basically coming together to destroy Reigns again. I think it was basically, I think that was the route that they were trying to go, that Corbin's kingdom is very vast. And it was the revival that got involved, and it was obviously, you knew Ziggler was going to get involved. And the revival got involved too, to really help uh, Corbin get it done. Surprisingly, no rain, there was no New Day or, or People were chanting for the Usos to come back. I don't know what's happening with them. But uh, people were chanting for somebody, anybody to help out Roman Reigns. He never got that help. And Roman gets it, and then Corbin gets it done with the EOD on the chair. But ultimately, to me, I thought it was okay. Not a lot of uses of the, of the, the weapons in question. I wish I would have seen a little bit more of that. But it was a, it was a decent match. What would your rating be? <clears throat> Probably two or three quarters. Okay. Three, something like that. It, it wasn't three like... Quarters, three He's had yeah. one and a half. He said it wasn't very good at all. Quite bad, actually. They didn't really use the TLC step well or much at all. I agree there. They really walked and brawled until 15 guys arrived and beat the big dog as the match felt twice as long as it actually was. Match could have been... They could have done what they did in a short amount of time and actually used the weapons. I think yeah. that's the... That's the two things that was, It looked like yeah. 2020 was way too long for this. It, it, it should have. It and that's a theme for three out of the last four matches to me. Where those matches are probably tw- any, somewhere in the 22 to 26 minute um, ranges. If any, if any of them were four minutes shorter, I think it would have been so much better. I think this match should have been like 5-10 shorter. Um, in my opinion, but. Mm-hmm. But I did see champion Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. Bray Wyatt defeats The Miz. This was just fucking weird. I, I, I like the I, story I that was told. I like the story that was told. One star. One star. I can't get into it. Mm. I'm sorry. I like the story that was told here. 
And the story being of Miz getting his pound of flesh on Bray, I thought that was a good way to go. Where Miz basically tore Bray apart for a lot of the match. And basically it separated Bray's shoulder and Bray being impervious to pain, which kind of feeds into the psychology of Bray Wyatt. I, I like that part of the deal. I, uh, I, I didn't like the match at all. The post-match it, angle saved it. The post-match angle was definitely the highlight of the whole situation. Yes. <laughs> that was that's certainly I true. didn't think the crowd recovered after Daniel Bryan. No. No, 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 no. I think that was the that was the high point of the evening for the crowd in Minneapolis. It certainly was. And I think yeah, Daniel came coming back and beating up on Bray, which again it told it's told several stories here. There's told good stories here to me where okay, Miz gets his pound of flesh but didn't need to win the match. Cool. Daniel Bryan gets his pound of flesh and it sets up Daniel versus Bray at the Rumble. Cool. I think he did a very good job in setting up and doing both things here. So that's that's why I'm I'm okay with this. Rusev Lashley, this was boring. It they really hit was. They each other really hard. This lasted an eternity, though. Thirteen thirty-five. It's way too long for these guys. This should have been seven minutes. Yes, and it was. Yeah, it wasn't very. It was physical, yes, which is what you expect from the two of them, and that's fine. But that kind of physicality doesn't really warrant, doesn't really need a table match. Like it, it, you could just had a normal, no disqualification match. It just kept it moving, and yeah. I would have been perfectly okay with it. Yeah, this uh, did I think not that would be a table match. This didn't need to be tables. This could have been just been no DQ, and it would have been fine. But uh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, the match just, it just, it was just wasn't that boring. It just wasn't that entertaining to me, honestly. And then it, it, I, I didn't find it entertaining either. Official time was twenty six minutes on the TLC match. Kabuki Warriors defeat Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Um, this was ambitious. I will yeah, it was. give them that. Ambitious as fuck. Yes. But it wasn't executed perfectly. No, um, there, there, were, there was some... There, it was clunky and it was clumsy and there were a couple of botches involved. I like the creativity. I'm, I'm all for the creativity here. With the rope and with, with how... The Kabuki Warriors used the weaponry, the fire extinguisher spot with, with Kyrie under the pulling off under the ring. I thought it was nice. I like what they tried to do. They they tried to do a whole lot with with the ring area and the physicality that Charlotte and Becky brought, and the physicality of what uh, Kyrie and Oscar brought. I like what they tried to do. Did it try too hard sometimes? Yes, yes, they did. And it went way too long. And it went way too long. Again, twenty. Again, that that's the theme of three. To me, three out of the last four matches went too long. I think it's um. You said twenty six minutes. I think it would have been perfectly cool if it were nineteen twenty, nineteen or twenty minutes. I would have been perfectly I think cool 15 with fifteen. Would have been fine. Hmm. If you're gonna part, do the brawl at the end. Yeah, you, you could at least, and that that's the other part about this that yeah, I'm you not totally the, overshadowed the women by putting the men in. Yeah. Fuck that I, shit. I, I, I'm not. You, I'm not a fan of that either. Shit I, all over the women. Yeah, Fuck I'm not. That shit. I'd rather have the brawl before the TLC match. Like, do do what you did with the brawl, but have it before the TLC match. Like, have like Vic and um, have Vic have the Raw team talk like hype the TLC match, and then right before they cut to the to the video package, show the brawl, show yeah. Corbin and Reigns and New Day and the Revival and Street Profits and OC and everybody involved in the brawl. Like, have them do what they did. Right after that, and then have the last thing that happens is Roman Spear Corbin like he did off the ledge, which is that that's all that all would have been fine 
if it were before the TLC match. But oh. he absolutely dumped on the main event uh, with, with the women by doing it after the TLC. All right. So, Voices of Wrestling reviewers, Suit Williams had the Humberto Carrillo match at three and a half. Steve Case had it at three and three quarters. The ladder match, three and three quarters and three and three quarters. Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, three and a quarter for Suit and four stars for Steve. Viking Raiders, two stars and two and a quarter. Dud and Dud. For the Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin. Roman Corbin. Dud and a half star for Bray Wyatt and The Miz. Two stars, one and a half for half star and one star for... They were ambitious. That's... Yes. I can't be two hours because this pay-per-view did not totally piss me off. No, it didn't. If this pay-per-view totally, like... They didn't make any booking decisions that totally pissed me off to the point of, like, there really weren't any to make that no, would that would have been so yeah. You know, in in reality, we'll skip SmackDown and Raw because they were basically go home shows, both of them. They were basically go home shows and, um, like. But this pay-per-view did not piss me off. No. And we'll there, there get was, to our there was no way, stuff, actually. There really was no way to do that, though. I think that that's one thing that was... This pay-per-view was kind of foolproof to infuriate anybody. Plus, you had the Daniel Bryan part in, and then, then you made you made the um, casuals happy. So, this, this pay-per-view was foolproof to piss people off. Right. Let's go to AEW. AEW wasn't all that hot to me. I, I agree. I, agree. I I liked. I here's what I liked from AEW: the okay. Butcher and the Blade versus Cody and QT. Um, I thought that was fine. I thought that was great. Get Emmy Sakura far away from this fucking television screen. <laughs> I don't like the fucking Queen gimmick. You know, I thought the Box and Santana Ortiz did a fucking excellent job. Kenny Omega. I did enjoy that. And Hangman Page. The MJF promo is money. That's an old-time Ooh. great promo. I've been trying to... You, you know I, you know, I love... The, the first time I saw it, MJF, with that, uh, with the first time AEW put on a show, I, that, I was like, I, was like, I like this show. guy. Let's just love this, this guy. Show. So Moxley defeats Alex Reynolds. With, within seconds, seconds with the knee to the face. Cheap. Yep. Um, John Which Jones. basically cut to a really good Jericho promo. With uh, trying to recruit him to the inner circle. We have two good Jericho promos in here. Um, yes. We got Jericho on commentary, too. Um, the Butcher and the Blade. What did you think of the Butcher and the Blade, honestly? Not a bad team. There's some, there's some, there's some work that can be done there, but they're, they're a pretty solid team as they are. And, and the Bunny, adding her, it, it... Um, um, Pepper Parks is really good. Andy Williams at... At rough around the edges, but still very good. QT Let's promise that. I know him from the Montefiore, so so it's a nice story. Um, mm-hmm. uh, from under- I like how they played that. You know what? I like how they played the underdog role of, of a QT. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. They, I like how they played that. I thought that was nice. I thought that was a nice touch. This was his best performance ever. Holy he looked shit. good. That dive! Holy fuck! <laughs> he didn't know the, I don't think he realized what he did 
until he actually did it. I thought that I thought that was a really really nice look. I think keep doing that and like keep kind of like exposing. Oh, he could do this. And then, oh, he could do this. Like like oh like time over t- like over time keep having him do matches where he like he does something else that's really cool. Like oh wow he actually did that. And it happened like on a big show like really like put everything town. together. Cody was very good. Yes. Cody. Dar- yeah. Cody Darby absolutely Allen really put in. it down. Shakes hands with Cody, and then you got a promo on Dark on YouTube saying um, that Darby gets his rematch with Cody from the draw from Fighter Fest, and he gets to partner with which, Cody for Butcher of the Blade. Um, which is cool. And MJF. Um, Ooh, MJF killed it with the promo. promo. If you don't believe in MJF as an all-time I, great heel. I love MJF. Love MJF. Like I, I told you, like I, like I said, I told you, like first time I saw him, well, with, with the first, what was it, all out then, in the was, was their first show. And then we uh, didn't first talk time about I saw him was like, show. Um, I oh, but Cody's Cody's team. promo the week before was really yeah. good. I loved that promo. When Co- Cody spit heat on the microphone, Cody's yeah, I, I becoming thought, a natural. He's point. become excellent. He's become excellent on the microphone. He was never this good in WWE. I don't, I don't know what he did between time he left WWE and, and time he started. He spit heat against Jericho. Charisma, that's what he did. He he definitely did inherit his father's charisma. He, he definitely got it. He definitely got his father's mic skills. He absolutely did because he, he's he is so much better on the microphone. Than he ever was in WWE. When you have Karushita and Chris Statlander, why are you featuring Emi Sakura? I- I'm being dead serious mm. here. Rio's fine. Um, yep. Emi Sakura is a good little wrestler, but she shouldn't be anywhere near the rankings. Mm. Big Swole should have defeated her, and that's what happened here. But that's all I'm going to oh. say about that. Big Swole's got some. I like Big Swole. Big Swole got some swag. I, I like the swag that she she comes with. This swag and his natural confidence. Can we have more Pac on the screen? Yes, um, I I'd be okay Pac with this. Promo was really good. Can she, you he wants to Hangman page. I hated everything about this. The match didn't do it for me either, except for Joey Janela running up on Tully Blanchard. Other than that, I hated the that really... too. Okay. Other than, other than that, I was it, I was the with you. It felt like... I, I got it. He WWE-ish. wanted more Sean Spears. It, it, it definitely did for WWE. <laughs> that, that's 100% true. Uh, I will totally agree with you there. And then Brandy cuts the most WWE-like promo ever. <laughs> so, yeah. With with Baker and Riho, and then... Oh, God. And then... And then... Skivon. We got a Skivon reference. Um, Jericho and Hager during Jericho commentary. Jake Hager doesn't say a thing. Yeah, which I, which I think is fine. You, you continue to build up that like that that like a bodyguard type of style that that's that like basically the muscle of the group type type of flow where he, where Hager says nothing. I, I'm perfectly cool with it because I think I think it's, it's really great on commentary. You can um, all Jericho. That's all Jericho needs to do in this situation. Let Jericho do all the talking and let uh. And let, let Hager be the muscle of the group, and then just show up and destroy this cats. This wasn't as bad of a show as I remembered, because this was a good match between. It had some good. The, the thing about this show is it had good moments to it. Yeah. MJF's promo was fire. The main event was fire. Luchasaurus to save a Guevara, I thought was fine. I love me some Luchasaurus. Give me more of that dude. 
Uh, I like it. It's they, they should have called the pro- the pay per view fucking lethal leap year. Mm. They should have fucked. If they're good, that would have been good. Cool. Ooh, that's a good name. Night, they should have fucking called it lethal. Ooh, leap that's a good they name. I like that. That's good. I like that name. Yes, that works. That works. Lethal and leap year. That would have been dope. Those are the reference too. WCW. I like that. That would have fit so well. That's good. And then next yeah, week's they show that. is Pac and, Page and Omega versus Lucha Bros. Jericho and Jungle mm-hmm. Boy. Oh, wait. Jericho and Hager were all post-match with Jurassic Express. Right. Jungle Boy gets a visceral pin on Jericho. Mm-hmm. That's up next week. And then, and then the Santana and Ortiz box match. Very good. A very but good NXT fight. NXT was a better show. NXT was definitely better. Yeah. So the Bucks win. So now the Bucks are going to get a, a shot at SCU and for the tag titles. So that, that that was the stakes in that match. But yeah, NXT was certainly better this week. It started with the Cruiserweight title match with Leo Rush and Angel Garza. And those two absolutely killed it. Like, like, like we knew that they would. No and Bucks like match. I, <clears throat> hmm? No Bucks match. Four, four stars flat. It, it's, this was a very good match from start to finish. As I told you when they first fought with a questionable finish, I said I was perfectly fine because I know they're going to run it back and they're going to they're gonna kill it once again, and they absolutely did it. I, I thought this was a very good match from start to finish. I love that he turned the, the, the wing clipper Garza did into a submission, and, ba- and basically Leo had nowhere to go, and then that was it. I think the weird thing about this is they kind of turned Garza face, or Garza kind of turned himself face, by proposing to his girlfriend, like, during the commercial break, which I, I thought was a an interesting time to do it. But congratulations on the engagement. And it kind of turned, it kind of, like, humanized them a little bit. So it kind of, kind of turned them face up just a tad. So I thought it was, that was an interesting touch. But it's very good. Does it get to win. Yeah, he does. I was not expecting him to be Cam Grimes, but he did it. And it was, it was... A good job there. It was, a, it was a pretty good match as a whole. But, yeah, I, I like Ra- Raul Mendoza. I want to see more of him. I want to see him, him shine some more. So I like this. I like this as a, as a good step to get him to kind of lead his way into 2020. But this was a distraction finish. I appreciate the strategic camera. Right. Yes. Yes, yes, it was. Travis Banks and Jackson Ranker. Another distraction. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, Banks getting it done. Even though he had, to, he would have had to deal with the uh, Forgotten Sons, but yeah, it was uh, Banks getting it done there. Uh, so a, another decent match. I do want to see more of Jackson Riker in the ring, though. I do want to see more of Riker because it looks like Riker's got a future as well. Boy, I did not think heel the Dakota Kai was the right decision, but boy, I was wrong. She is selling it hard and she is selling it well, and She's I'm perfectly going cool really with good. it. Yes, I, I didn't think I didn't think she had the personality for being a heel character either. But she's really selling it well, and it's really working. I'm all for this. And her brawl with Mia Yim, I thought, was a really, really nice touch. I'm perfectly cool with it. I think they should run it back. I think this was a, this was a this was a good brawl. I'm all for it. Good job. Breezango defeats Singh Brothers. Moving on. You missed you missed nothing there. Bianca Belair defeats Caden Carter. She used the hair. Moving on. I I need more of Bianca Belair on me. Either. Either move Bianca Belair up to the main roster or have her back in the, in the women's title picture. Because it seemed like you got her toiling away a little bit. I need to see more Bianca Belair in, in, high, in higher profile matches. Finn Bauer defeats Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa. Really good match here. 
Very good match, though. I got a problem with the booking. I, I'm, yeah, I, I think it should have been big, clear. big I, I, problem when you can bend Ciampa. Yeah, I, I think Ciampa, and I agree with you there. Ciampa's built up enough equity to, to get pinned, and it's basically, he's basically tough line. Tom, I think Ciampa's time will come and he'll get a shot at Cole, but I, I, I get it. You want to do right by Finn because of what all Finn did for NXT to some degree. But honestly, Keith Lee was the hottest dude on the brand. Was the hottest guy on the brand. Not as personal brand as Ripley, but the hottest dude on the brand was Keith Lee. And I think it was Keith Lee's time to at least get one shot at the title before the year changed. So I absolutely think it should have been Lee. Um, it looked like the fit, like like the finish was going to be, where Lee hit the spirit bomb on Champa, but they intercepted Lee before he he could actually pin him. So like, everything minus the, the interception by Balor, I think would have been perfectly cool. So, Ring of Honor, final battle. I'll do this quickly. Um, two guys, one tag, defeat Dolan Castle and Joe Hendry. I did not see this. Um, moving on. Kenny King defeats Red Titus. Good match. Moving on. Jeff Cobb versus Dan Moff. Really good. Short match. Um, 9.05. Really good match. I rated it at 3 and 3 quarters. Moving on. Flamita and Bandito defeat Flip Gordon and Marty Skrull. Um, Marty is looking like he's going to stay with Ring of Honor and do appearances for NWA. As he hmm. appeared at the NWA Into the Fire pay-per-view the next night and challenged Nick Aldis for the NWA world title. Um, and he said in Philly that he continued to support Ring of Honor, blah, 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 blah. You, you know what that means. You never know, but mm-hmm. four stars. This was really good. Six one nine double twenty twenty one. How can I say this? Six one twenty one twenty six one nine plus. Vincent mm. McTaven. This wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. This was pretty good actually. Um. Um. Told a good story. Um. Mark Haskins versus Bully Ray. God. It, it was every bully Ray match in the <laughs> Ring of Honor. I hated it. And people are co- people are coming to bully Ray hard on Twitter. Did you see that? The, like people are coming to bu- bully Ray. Super, He's a fucking people asshole. People coming to bully Ray super hard. No fucking asshole. That's why. It, it was a one star special. I did not need this in my life. Mm. It was overbooked bullshit. It was carny bullshit. And then, and then Bully Ray kicked out after three. It was, it was total, utter bullshit. Oh. He couldn't let Mark Haskins go over. Utter I think it was, that's, I think that probably would, that probably would have been good. Alex Shelley defeats Cole Cabana. Good little wrestling match. You needed a palate cleanser after that shit. <laughs> then Maria Manic. In the best women's of honor match in history, defeats Angelina Rolf. Still a two-star special. Um, Jane Taylor defeats Dragon Lee. Four-star match. This was pretty great. They they played up the size advantage a lot. Um, really good stuff. Dragon Lee's the new television champion. Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham defeat the Briscoes. Four stars with match. There. And then, the Friday the 13th Massacre match. PCO defeats Roosh. Um, 
What can I say about this match? It was a car crash. <laughs> in the literal... You mean they did too much? They, it was better than the Bully Ray match. I'll okay. give it that. Alright. They... They... They put a lot of effort into it. Okay. It felt sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt smoke and mirrors. Which, it felt fine. There's a butt coming. But, but, but you think this is the same company that produced Brian Danielson's great title reign, technical wrestling, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? And this smoke and mirrors, and it, and, and, it's two totally different things. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, it's better than the Bully Ray match. Um. Um, imagine telling someone in 2006 during Brian Danielson's incredible world title reign that this type of match from that certain period time period would happen at RH's biggest time show of the year and the title would be won by the former John Pierre Ruby, a cool one for PCO for sure, and it caps on an incredible career renaissance for him that started with a match against Walter at Joey Janela's Spring Break in New Orleans. However, the fact that the show went off the air with PCO celebrating the new RH world title. It was be- it was better than the Bully Ray match. I, mm-hmm. I-, I can- They tried their hardest. PCO's 51. You-, you can't... You can only do but so much. You can only do so much. You can only do so much, and Roosh is talented. I'm not going to be as harsh on these guys as some of the other people. Um, it's a lovely story. It is. I interviewed the guy. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's a nice guy. Nice story. Talked to the guy for an hour. Okay. You know, he's a nice guy. Humble. But wrestling it... in 2019, it's just not for me. That's it. Hmm. That That's just my take on it. Um, It was a long, convoluted way of saying it. <laughs> you know. But, mm-hmm. but, but it's incredible that he had a career renaissance like this. You know, right? If, um, you know, you know, it's just a matter. It's the problem is you think it's like if you if this were his last match, you I think you'd sounds like you would be okay with it. That's what it sounds like. Be okay if it was if it was last match. I, I just feel like it shouldn't be it it's weird with me. Okay. It's weird it's just weird. Because Tell me you don't know how actually maybe you sounds like you don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel about it. 
yeah, that's exactly it. I don't know how to feel about it. Because on one hand, it's a good story. And on the other hand, it's like... Dude's north of 50. Dude, Dude's north of 50. Yeah. And and a major wrestling company shouldn't be saying shouldn't be crowning a North Fifty guy as the world champion. I'd have to think this reign won't last too long. No, I think this was a situation of okay, they took advantage of the career renaissance. Uh, yeah. they, it's it's a, it's no, excellent story that he's fifty. It's it's probably this is probably a situation where first big pay per view in January he'll probably lose. Or in February. He'll, yeah. he'll likely, or February, whatever the first like big pay per view of the new year will be. I think this is just a feel good way to end the year. I don't think it'll be anything too serious. Maybe he gets a title defense on, on some BS finish to kind of give him one title defense, and then okay, he'll lose the title with the first big pay per view of the year. I think that's what basically will happen here. Russell Kingdom, they announced the cards. I can't believe we're this close to Wrestle Kingdom. We are 20 days away. We're less than three weeks out. So, night one, January 4th, 2020. We're already in the 2020s. Yes. And we're previewing something from it. Eight-man tag. Jushin Liger retirement match one. Jushin Liger, Satsumi Fujinami, Great Sasuke, and... Tiger Mask versus with El Samurai cornering them versus Naoki Tano, Shinjiro Otani, Tachiko Takayawa, and Raisuke Kadushi with Kuniaki Kobayashi. I, I'm just going to give you a little tidbit on each competitor. Jujin Liger, of course, is is the one retiring here. Mm-hmm. Um. He's been around since the first Tokyo Dome show in 1992. Legendary junior heavyweight wrestler. Tatsumi Fujinami, WWE Hall of Famer. No mm-hmm. need for introduction there. Sasuke mm-hmm. was mainly known for Michinoku Pro Wrestling in the 90s, from 1993 to present. Um, he was in the Super J Cup um, with... with um, Liger and El Samurai, which I'll mention later. Tiger Mask 4 is the um, fourth man to portray Tiger Mask and has competed at Tiger Mask since 1995. He's the longest tenured man of that character. And El Samurai um, was in New Japan Wrestling from 1992 to 2008. And he defeated Liger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um... Um, in 1992 and lost it to Ultima Dragon. Um, he is a former winner of the Best of the Super Junior Tournament. Um, and he's a very influential junior heavyweight. Now, when is Liger's official retirement going to be? The fifth. Okay, it's the fifth. And then the ceremony's on the sixth at New York. Okay. So, so, so I, get, I guess I'll, the thought I'll is, does Liger eat the pen? Does Liger eat does Liger eat the pen on both shows? I think no, is the question. No, he's, he's going to eat the pen on on the one fifth. Of the shows. Yeah, I think he eats the pen on the. I think he. I think he gets the pen on the fourth, but eats it on the fifth. Yeah, he eats it to Dragon Way on the fifth. Right. Anyway. Um, 
Naoki Sano was a wrestler in 1990 um, who feuded with Liger in 1989. Um, Sano defeated Liger on August 10th and, and defeated Liger... What am I saying? Oh. He won the Young Tokyo Dome Cup, became the first New Japan wrestler to wrestle in in the Tokyo Dome alongside Hiro Saito. Um, he went on to have numerous acclaimed matches with Jushin Liger. Sano defeated Liger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on August 10, 1989, but lost it to Liger on January 31st, 1990. So, and then Sinjiro Otani is the present, is the acting president of Pro Wrestling Zero One. Um, he is a, I believe, a one-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, two-time Tag Team Champion with his partner Tetsuo Takeyawa, one-time J-Crown winner as well. And he joined Shinya Hashimoto's promotion in, 2000, in 2001, Pro Wrestling 01, and Tariko Takeyawa w did the same, was in New Japan from 1992 to 2000, and, and you know who Taguchi is, from currently in New Japan, and Kuniaki Kobayashi was a junior in the 80s, in the late 70s, early 80s. He debuted in New Japan Pro Wrestling in February 1973 at age 17. He returned to New Japan in 1982 and then had a run from 1987 to 2000 and made a special appearance in 2017 as part of the New Japan Rumble. So he did make an appearance before. Hmm. So the second match is Los Ingobernables de Japón. So that's Liger match number one, and Norio Honga is the um, referee um, for that match, and okay. he is a referee. Um, he had a car accident. He was in a serious car accident in 2007, mm. but he was. He was in like a bunch of best of super juniors tournaments and stuff like that. So, so, so he's he's, ref, he's So basically, bunch, it's so. a bunch of wrestlers that mean a lot to Liger. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It, it sounds like it's it's a lot of Liger's friends and greatest opponents and rivals and whatnot. Yes, they all came together to show some love and respect to a legend and in, in Jushin. You'll, so you'll like I, I, to I totally get match. it. I, think. I totally get it. Los Ingobernables de Japón, Evil, Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi versus Suzuki-gun of Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Zack Sabre Jr., and El Desperado. A-man tag match number one. A-man tag match. And this sets up Evil and Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. on night two. Because Evil doesn't have a singles match. Mm. Neither does Shingo, which is a crime. Yeah, I, I'd like personally. I'd like to see some Shingo versus Saber stuff. Yeah, but Sonata has the match. Oh shit, Saber! I get what what you're saying now. 
I, I would personally like to see Franco versus Domohiroishi myself. Okay. Well, that would be nice. But the third match is Chaos, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiroishi, Toriano, and Yoshihashi versus Bullet Club at Bad Luck Valley. Chase Owens, Kenta, and Yujiro Takahashi setting up the Hiroki Goto versus Kenta on night two. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Then we have the tag team title match. The IWGP tag team title match set up by the World Tag Team Tag League Finals. Finjuice defeated Evil and Sonata on the final night. So it's going to be Finjuice versus Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, it should be a good match. It should be a good 2 on 2. And at the World Tag League Final, Lance Archer, at the end of Lance Archer's match, Moxley came out and challenged them. So Moxley's working Wrestle Kingdom and challenged him to a Texas Death Match. Nice. And that's for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship match. More on the U.S. Heavyweight Championship match. Alright, so he gets his rematch. That makes sense. Later. More on the U.S. Heavyweight Championship match later because it's defended on night two as well. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi, third from the top. In the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, these two are going to be bonkers. And... I can't wait to watch these two wrestle. Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito. Part one of the tournament for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. That should be a very good match. White versus Naito should be very good. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a dope match. They've faced off before. And then Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. Rematch of the G1 a block final. Go to Bougie did it once before. Can he do it again? On this big stage, where, with the exception of last year, Okada's owned this stage, the main event of Russell Kingdom for what? The last five out of six years? Okada's owned this stage, yes. has, has won on this stage at every turn almost? And, I, and we'll do predictions when it comes closer to the fourth. Yeah, if, if that's the question. We've seen a uh, Abushi's had had a very good, sneaky good 2019. Can Abushi follow that up and turn it into a great start to 2020? That'll be the question there. So, night two, January fifth, we have Jushin Liger and Naoki Sano, generational rivals, with Yoshiaki Fujiwara. At ringside. Versus Ryu Lee, the former Dragon Lee, and Hiromu Takahashi, the generational rivals of this generation. Mm. And this is Liger's retirement match. So obviously Liger will eat the pin here. It's just a matter of a pa- little bit of maybe passing of the torch with Dragon Lee getting the pin. Yeah, Dragon Lee getting the pin, I, I believe. That would be a huge honor for Dragon Lee. And I think that would be a really nice passing of the torch between Liger and Lee. I think that would be a really good way to go. Or Hiromo. Or Hiromo, yeah. I, that works too. Bullet Club, Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo versus Rapungi 3K showing you know, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. I got this space again out, having some stuff that would be really cool for uh, the main stuff of Wrestle Kingdom, and then we'll put it on on the following night. So I like, I like the space net out. 
Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata, British Heavyweight Championship. Well, that should be good. That should be a good match. Um, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. The winner of Archer vs. Moxley wrestled in a Texas death match before. Winner faces Juice Robinson. Alright, so I like... Okay, you know what's good about this? They're, they're tying up all the loose ends of this title. Now, yeah. uh, Moxley had to give it up with the whole air, the airline thing. And he's getting his title shot for a, a title he never really lost. And then if he wins, okay, Juice Robinson gets his shot for, for uh, to run it back for the title. So I like how they're tying up all the loose ends here. Kenta versus Hiroki Goto for the Never Open Weight Championship match. That should be they good. They should that have should... never teased Shibata. That's mm. the only thing. Because they teased Shibata getting physical twice, and I thought Shibata, they were trying to get him cleared. Okay. That would have been a big hook for Wrestle Kingdom. Okay, I, I got you. But Kenta versus Goto, it's going to kick ass. Yeah. Because these two are going to beat the living shit out of each other, and there's going to be a lot of hate in that match. Yep. Kenta's become kind of a kind of a public enemy number one on, on, on some circles on, on social media. So, uh, Kenta's, well, Kenta's... We should do predictions now, honestly. The cards are out. Um, Avocado, once we go over the cards. Um, loser of Okada Ibushi versus loser of White Night Owl. Okay. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. That's a very good match. That really is going to be a very good match. And then the double title match. Basically, the two winners are the two mains. Yes. So, let's get to the nitty gritty tag title match. We don't need to go over the eight-man tag matches. Yep, yep. Grow to okay, Destiny so or Finjuice. I'll go with Gorilla to Destiny. I'll go Finjuice. No, I'll go Gorilla to Destiny too because I think Juice is winning on night two. Right. That type of thing. Lance Archer, John Moxley. I think it'll be Moxley getting his title back. I think Moxley gets his title match back only to lose the juice on night two. Right. Yeah, I see that's how this is going to go. Well, Osprey versus Hiromu Takahashi. I think they want the t- junior title to be in Hiromu's hands on Liger's title ma- retirement match. I'd rather see Osprey lose, and yeah, we'll see if he cuts to the heavy goat. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather see him lose and go heavyweight, so I think Osprey will lose. I think Osprey will lose, too, and, and the fact that the junior heavyweight belt will be in presence for Liger's retirement match. That's, that's a good way. That's a good, like, suspenseful symbol. way to have it. Symbol. Have, have, yep. Have a bunch of near, have, Liger have, get a bunch of near falls involved with the champion, but, but yeah, I think that's a yeah. good way to do it. Jay White versus Tetsuya Naito. White got ah. a signature win at this event last year. I think do White wins this, too. Do they have the balls to do it? Do they have the balls to do it? I go white here. I I, I go Jay White here. Are you white. kidding me? So you think I go they white. pull the swerve and they they go Jay White? Yeah, I I, I go Jay. I, I I think Jay wins the title. Holy fuck! You know how mad you're gonna make Naito fans. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I'm going Tetsuya Naito because I don't want any of that. 
right. At me. At Mike. I'm going Tetsuya Naito. At Beast Mike on Twitter. Like the Street Profits say, I want the smoke. I want the smoke. I think Okada gets his win back on the booth. I do too. I just wish he didn't. I'd rather. I'd like to see Ibushi with the title. I, I, I hope. I, I wish he didn't, but I think either, Okada owns this event. I think the bigger story here is either Jay White, Okada rainmakering White at the dome, mm-hmm. avenging his loss last year, or Naito avenging his loss from two years ago. Either Okada. would be the bigger hook, right? I, I can. I can buy that. I think. I. I think the more. If you, I don't know how well Night Two's selling. And that's the thing. If we mm. know how well Night Two's selling, you're not. No way you're giving away Naito Okada on a one day notice. Right. I would do White Okada to piss off everybody. I would. But. But I, I would just go with the safe option and and not. That's just me. Okay. Just which your case? Would, which your case would be white? Which your case would be white Ibushi? White Ibushi. We, white Ibushi in the losers match. Neto Okada in the winners match. I I kind of I kind of want to see Naito and Okada running back. I I kind of do want to see Naito and Okada running back. And see if Okada can avenge that loss. Any cause... four of these results are going to result in a fucking and, and two good matches. You're gonna get two good matches out of it. So, so that either way, no matter how this goes, you're gonna get two good matches here. It's just so a matter agree of which. That two. Juice is gonna win the U.S. title. Yes. Saber is gonna retain the British title. I'd agree. But Punky 3K is gonna split. I think Phantasma and, Bol- and Ichimori are gonna retain. I think it's probably what happens here. Yeah, too many. You have the Juice Robinson switch. Kenta wins. Mm-hmm. Ibushi or White? I think Ibushi wins night two. Ibushi wins night two. No, yeah. no, ma- no matter who he faces night two, I think Ibushi wins. Ibushi wins night two. Tanahashi Jericho. Tana. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Je- I would have the ball to I- do Jericho. I'd love to see Chris win too, but I, I think yeah, I think Tanahashi goes two and August Chris. Oh my god! And then Naito, I have to go Naito. Mm. I, I don't want those fans whining. I do not. <laughs> I, I I will stay off Twitter from January sixth <laughs> to January tenth if that happens. <laughs> You're going to take the week off of Twitter. It'll be, it'll be Wild Card Weekend. You're going to take the week off of Twitter. No, I won't take off the week of Twitter. Probably a day off. You, you do not want Nino stands. Be real. <laughs> let, me, let me see you know what Nino stands coming for you. I don't want Nino stands coming for me. John Carroll, <laughs> nice guy. Don't come for me. He <laughs> this shit for the Nino stands. Uh, I think Nino will... I think Naito will go one and one. I ultimately think Naito will. Uh, the only way he doesn't, let's see. So I have Okada retaining, but I have Naito losing. So 
Yeah, the only way he goes 0-2 is if he faces Ibushi. To me, that's the only way he goes 0-2. I, I think that I think that's probably what that's. I think that's what happens. Is that he faces Ibushi and he loses and goes 0-2. Play it really safe and do Okada white again. Yeah, that's the that's the route I'm going. But you have okay. I would have. To do that, I would have Okada and a white lose. Okay. And I have Ibushi and Naito as the champions. Yeah. Mm. Very tricky stuff. It is. Yeah. I wouldn't have booked myself into this corner. Because of your fear of, of, of Naito stands? Or, or well, why would you have booked yourself into the corner? Because this corner... Because you would have had enough stuff to to fill a two dome shows with Hiroshi Tanashi, Chris Jericho, and Liger's retirement. Those, those are yeah, those are those are two very good hooks. And John, you could fill the, and, and then Mox, and then probably and then probably Moxley. And then if you had like a Shingo Takagi, yeah, and and I, I'm not underrating the junior heavyweight title match that could have main event the show. You got enough stuff There's to really no do it. There's no way they would have done it, but that could have main evented a dumb show. Simply because of the quality because of the match. Hiromu, because Hiromu has that connection with the fans. That's see, yeah, it's. I'm just trying. Yeah, I, I think that's the yeah. You got you got enough stuff. Where you could have a really good night too, to continue the momentum for what could be a pretty productive night one. I don't know if you're going to get as many classics as we're accustomed to from Wrestle Kingdoms. I think you're going to get at least one with Okada Ibushi and probably a second one with Knight and, Go- with, Knight and uh, with White and Naito. I think you'll get two. I don't know if you're going to get the usual four that we usually get, but I think you're going to get at least two. And an Osprey's match is probably going to be a classic. So you're actually so going with three. going to be a fucking classic. So, so, you're probably, so I think you get three. Yeah, I think you get three that are going to be just going to be just classics. But other than that, I think it's. But I think it'll be all around very solid show. I think it'll be all around two very productive shows. Oh, by the way, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Mm, Steelers just lost. Steelers lost. Home yeah, shit. Steelers are going to lose. Duck Hodge just threw a pick in the end zone. No Flip shit. The, yeah. <laughs> they did a soccer style finish. A soccer style at, celebration. At least the fits on Twitter did not start. At least I didn't have to resign from Twitter this week because Kenny Omega <laughs> did not get into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Mm. The results are in for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. The inductees are Los Missionari. We got a lot of Mexican candidates in, which is good. Okay. So, Los Missionarios de la Muerte, that's three. Um, that's a trio. Mm-hmm. Ultimo Guerrero, Viano Tessero, Dr. Wagner Jr., Bearcat Wright, Jim Crockett Sr., Paul Pons, and probably the most controversial one is Gato. Mm. New Japan Booker. Okay. I agree with every one of those. 
Especially Gato. The run, even if New Japan tanks in the next, it, it won't happen. Right. Boys come to worst, dude's done so much. I can totally, I can totally roll with Gato getting it. I, I, I'm, to, I'm totally cool with it. So, wanted to do a small update on that as well. Marty Skrull appeared on the Into the Fire pay-per-view. Um, I think this will be the last episode of Get in the Ring for the year. Probably. So with the holidays Probably coming With up. the holidays and everything. So, we'll do year-end awards right now. Yeah. So, we were intending on doing them last week. But, the audio got lost. Um. So, Wrestler of the Year. It's fairly easy. Well, we must read... Well, Jericho... Yeah, that's right. Osprey's outstanding. But, but, yeah, Jericho had a really, really good year in New Japan and with AEW. And is absolutely worthy of being the inaugural champion of AEW. So, yeah. Jericho... At 48 years old, Chris Jericho is going to win Wrestler of the Year. And he should. And he should. That's a above 50. Because I don't think all above 50 wrestlers are bad. Mm-hmm. This is the Jericho's kept up the same, relatively speaking, the same type. I mean, the pace has obviously slowed down. But he's kept up, relatively speaking, the similar flow and style that he's had for the last 25 years or so. Right. Right. And it's shown. Yes. So, last year, this award was won by Kenny Omega with 642 first place votes, 3,594 points. And I think Chris Jericho is going to run away with this award this year. I think it might be a little closer with Cody and Osprey. Right. They're going to put up fights. But yeah, but I think it should be at Chris's award. Um, but most outstanding award, um, most outstanding wrestler, this should be William Ospreay's award. The lose. And it shouldn't be close. It shouldn't be close. Expect 600, like, first place votes. Yeah, uh, Ospreay's had classics from the start of the year, pretty, pretty much to the end. Or he's absolutely, he's absolutely dominated the year in every way, shape, form, and fashion. So, yes, it, it's Will's award. It's very well worth it. Um, Will Ospreay. We got to vote three. For who would be your two and your three? Um, I could probably go... Hmm, interesting question. Osprey so far and away was the winner, but yeah, who's second and third? I'd probably go Jericho has, has had such a good year. I could I can put Chris second. It's such a distant second, but yeah, Chris probably goes second. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm not gonna argue that. And then um, ooh, who's third? Kenny had a good year, not great. Okada Kenny, had a great. Kenny's best uh, stuff this year was in Mexico. Right, and Okada had a, had a good year as well. He had a very good year in his own right. Jay White had a good year in his own right. Uh, the WWE Shingo. side of... Hmm? Shingo. 
Shingo had an excellent year as well. Shingo really came out this year. He really had a coming out party this year. Walter. So I, I, Walter had an excellent year. I would uh, go Okada around. two, and then maybe like Walter three. Okay. I go Jericho two, Okada three, but Walter probably would be four. That's because Walter still had stuff going on in Europe. Tag team of the year. This is a little tougher this year. I don't think the Bucks are going to run away with it. No, I don't. And I don't think they should. Uh, let's see. I tag, think that's the Irish one. Yes, and I, I, I would. I'd go with that. The, the Fish and O'Reilly. Any combination of Fish O'Reilly and Strong have killed it, and they've been so dominant this year. I mean, there have been other good. Well, actually, no. The, the Bills didn't really win this game. Still, was the ball at the Bills twenty-nine. Uh, I think that, that there have been some. There have been some very good tactics. Even and WWE's had some really good ones. UE's uh, been very good. You had a really good Gallus this year. You had a really good uh, Viking Raiders had killed uh, killed it this year as well. Young Pets. GYVs have been excellent. You've had uh, yeah GYVs have been, been really putting it down this year. Non WWE teams, Lucha Bros have been excellent this year. I'll go UE go and then Lucha UV, Bros, Luchas and Pr- Proud and Powerful. Pride and Power, yeah, Santana Ortiz has crushed it this year, too. I, I, I like what they've been doing. And I go Lucha Bros. the Giants fourth um, hmm. from all Japan and BJW and the Japan Indies. I go, I agree with you on the top two of UE and Lucha Bros. And then Gauss came on hot. Um, GYVs have come on, have been really good this year. I, you know what? I'm going to go Gallus. The way Gallus has performed this year, that they've really dominated a lot of the year, and kind of stepped out of the shadows a little bit from Joe Coffey, and, and become really good NXT uh, UK Tag Champions. So, I'll go with Gallus. If you're best on interviews, your top three isn't of Cody, MJF, or Chris Jericho. I don't done know something wrong. what something's wrong with you. You've done something wrong. They've been absolute fire. All three of them have been absolute fire whenever they touch the microphone. It, it's hard. To, it's hard to decipher who's one, two, and three because you can make cases for all of them. I would go Cody one, Jericho two, okay. MJF three. I agree that MJF is third, but I probably swap the one and two. But it's it's hard. It, it's a very hard sell. The Bills have actually won the game officially, so their Bills are going to the playoffs. Uh. I probably swap one and two with Jericho one, Cody two, but they they've had some. All three of them, you could argue, have had a promo of the year, at least once. All three of them. Um, promo of the year, something. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Moving on. Yeah, they've been the most consistent. AEW is going to probably could challenge them for next year's award, but yeah, they, they've easily been the most consistent. Uh, New Japan. Um, weekly TV show. NXT. I go NXT. Yep, I go NXT. Dynamite, Dynamite's going to challenge him. Next year, Dynamite with a full year is going to absolutely challenge him. But they, didn't, they just didn't have enough time this year. The highs, Shingo, well, it's probably going to... It's so close this year. Match of the year. There's a lot of candidates. There's a lot of candidates you can put in this in this category. I recently oh watched Takashita versus Endo from DDT's Peter Pan. 
Mm-hmm. Very good. I had it at four and three quarters. Really good stuff. Cage Single match loss. But. Cage match at a 9.56 out of 10, which is their third highest rated match. Another pick by Hodges. That's how, that's how the Bills won. Wow. So here's Cage Match's top 10. Kazuchika Okada versus Tomohiro Ishii from, from March. Kento Miyahara versus Naoya Nomura. Takuya Nomura versus Yuji Okabayashi. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenny Omega. Jordan Devlin versus David Starr from October. Mm-hmm. Tyler Bay versus Walter. Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Kanosuke Takashika versus Tetsuya Endo. Shingo Takagi versus Tetsuya Naito. And Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay. That's why I put Shingo Takagi in my um, top three for most outstanding. Because mm. you think he had two of the three best matches of the year. Okay. Yeah. Um... Shingo Ospreay probably is my one. I can I can totally buy that. I, I I'll put Devlin Star at my one okay. because of the emotions. That was an my excellent running, crowd. I'm gonna write a, write a top th- ten as I feel it. Uh, that was an abs- That was an outstanding crowd. That that crowd was. If there was a crowd of the year for a particular match, that might have been it. That I, that crowd was was fired from the jump. The second that um. That uh, Devlin's music hit. I'm pretty sure Devlin came out first. The second his music hit, yeah, crowd was crowd was on fire, absolute fire. So my friend Alan was at both, mm. and he hasn't Some watched problems. them back. Okay, he doesn't know which is better. I go single Osprey one. Um, Star Devlin was really good. I, I can I can buy that. I'm torn between Walter, Walter and Bait or Gargano Cole, the uh, one in the, the, two three, the first two out of three falls. I'm I'm a fan of the one in Brooklyn more so than the one in Takeover 25 in Connecticut or the two out of three falls they did in Toronto. I'm I'm a fan. I love the first one more so than the others. I'd probably go with Walter and Bait. And then, Sla- and then Walter Dunn all- was also awesome, the one in in, um, in Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, I probably go Walter Bait three. That's a it's hard, but that's probably going to be number three. I'm going to write my top ten right now. Mm. Uh, Dustin Cody, think of your top ten. Okay, so those three. Did you hear what Tokyo Sports had as their? No, number one match, Okada Sonata. Oh no! That's, no, no, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, it was a good match. Yeah, Buffalo's now in the playoffs. How about that? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't buy that. I, I can't. I can't go that route. Can't quite go that route. Devlin Walter. Hmm. 
So, here's my top 10. And I'm very comfortable with it. I may change mm -hmm. around the order or a couple matches. Dragon Lee Will Ospreay at number 10. From okay. Dominion. Jordan Devlin versus Walter. Number 9. From OTT. Number 8. Kota versus Will. G1. Number 7. Co Dustin Cody. Oh yeah, Justin Cody's one. Yeah, I gotta I gotta think about that one. That one was a really good match. Six, Shingo Naito. Mm -hmm. Number five, Shingo Ishii from G1. That fucking brutal brawl. Number three, Tanahashi Omega. No, number four, Bait Walter, three Tanahashi Omega, two Shingo Osprey, one Devlin Star. Mm. That's how I'm gonna vote voices of wrestling. Okay. Very comfortable with it. I'll flip your one and two. I agree with your three. I go the Rhodes Brothers four. Then Cole Gargano one. I really did enjoy that match. Let's see. You have to add number one. Hmm? You said you had Cole Gargano at number one. No, I didn't. No, I, I said I said um Shingo and Osprey won. Oh, I said, said I said Shingo. I, I said Cole Gargano's definitely that, that's definitely gonna be mentioned. Oh, oh, yeah. No, Cole I, I said Shingo. I said won. Yeah, Cole Gargano won as in the, their first match. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, Cole Gargano. Yeah, should have been more specific. Cole Gargano won as in their first match, not as in number one overall as match of the year. Yeah, that, that should have been more specific there. Um, yeah, so that Cole Gargano like their first match. And then, um, let's see. So I got Osprey Shingo is one. Star Devil in two. That match, that match really was dope. Tanashi Omega. Tanashi yeah, Omega. That's three. Osprey Abushi G1 was. That, that was dope. Uh, but I go Rose Brothers four. Cole Gargano in Brooklyn. That's five. Okay. That's, that's my top five. Um,. Osprey and Osprey Okada. You know what? I gotta put that in there. Osprey Okada six. That's just right outside my top ten. That match was that match was flames. Uh, I'm I'm all for that match. That match was flames. Um, let's see. Yeah, that match was dope. Because that extra spot, my my god, Osprey Okada would be in it. Mm, that, that match was that match was really really good. Let's see. Then we've got. Other matches I'm putting in here. I did enjoy Walter and I mean because because I love the emotional hook to it of Kofi and Daniel Bryan. So uh, the, the, like se like sentimentally speaking, I, I I gotta put that I gotta mention that because that match is like emo uh, emotional hook and the payoff I thought was great. So right. I'm all for that payoff. So that'll be seven for me. I will say. Ooh, what about tag matches? What are the best tag? Probably uh, the uh, the latter the Ladder match with uh, Lucha Bros and the Bucks. Okay. Was, that, that was some mayhem and some chaos. I'm all for that with with those guys. And I have no tag seemed, matches in my top ten, and I'm they, I, perfectly comfortable with it. They did, yeah, tag the tag teams kind of even. I rated was, tag I match on cage match is seventeenth. It's mm. Daisuke Takimon and Yuji Okabayashi versus Suji Ishikawa and Suji and Suwama. Okay. 
Bianca Bucks and Lucha Bros there. I will say... That's ranked 47th. Mm. 8.95, but... Out of 10. Just not, just not rated... Yeah, just not, obviously not rated as high. That's one would think. Okay. So that's 7. Dunwalter in Chicago was dope. So prop. Yeah, Dun and Wal- Dun Walter killed it. So that's probably eight. I wonder what's the highest rated women's match. I wonder what women's match. It had to be probably... Sasha Bailey, Sasha Becky, right? No, mm. not even that. It's Shin Chihiro Hashimoto versus Terry from hmm. Sendai Girls. Okay, nine point two two. Nice. Uh, let's see. So that's eight. I will probably go. Yeah, that Bushi Okada, the G1 semis was highly entertaining. Yeah, I'm probably, leaving out a lot, but I'm very comfortable with my ten. That's probably nine. No, I can see that. No, it's it's like this match this year was actually pretty hard to come up with ten because there were a lot of good matches. In this, in this whole in this whole year, like like you like you like you, like you, like you like Tokyo Sports were saying Okada Sonata was the best match. It was a very you, you, good match. But it's just not year, it's not close. Yeah, not it's close. just not close to your top ten. No. And I'm gonna I'll show UE some love. UE and the Viking Raiders can take over Phoenix, which was highly entertaining. Which I know I'm leaving out Gargano and Ricochet from that very same pay per view. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'll go with like with UE and. and and Viking Raiders had a classic that gets kind of overlooked because it happened so early. Right. Right. So that's match of the year. Mm. Let me go down. U.S. and Canada MVP is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Japanese MVP. Well, wouldn't it be Osprey because all the stuff he did in, in New Japan. Yeah, wouldn't I would it be say Osprey. Yeah, I'd say Will. We don't cover Mexico, so moving on. Europe MVP. I'd say Walter. Yeah, I'd say Walter. Not heavyweight MVP, Will Ospreay. Moving yep. on. Women's wrestling MVP. It's still Becky. Yeah, it's still Becky. Best box office wrestling girl. Jericho. Yeah. Brock simply didn't wrestle as much. Becky's a Becky's a very good draw, but not a but not as not on the on those levels. Yeah, it, it's got to be Chris because everything Chris did was box office. Everything Chris did was was important in box office. Feud. What was the best feud? Cole Gargano was really good. Okay, I, I would say Cole Gargano. I, I'd go with that. I resign. Most improved. I would say Adam Page again. I went with Street Profits. Okay. I went with I went with the Street Profits. I think the, the way that they they were taking like cause they weren't that serious going into this year, and then they got real serious, and then they came out with some really good matches. Once once they really turned it on that ladder that four way ladder match at Takeover Twenty Five was an excellent match. Yeah. And I I think that was a really good way to the signature win of the year for Street Profits, other than Takeover Toronto when they got their first. Takeover win as a two on two, but yeah, to me it's absolutely the Street Profits. They're a serious team. Yeah. They're a team to take serious on Raw. They're going to be very good in twenty twenty. Most charismatic. 
It's got to be Naito or Jericho, and I yeah. don't want to give Naito that award, so Jericho. <laughs> oh, you're, fin- you're finally going to anger the Naito stance. Yes, I uh, am. <laughs> oh, fully enjoying more time. So long. If only MJF had more time this year, because MJF would have won this award and he had more time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he absolutely would have won this award and he had more time. I'm going to go Naito. I'll go Naito and then Chris. All right. Brian Danielson award. It's soon going to be the Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. award. Because Sabre is, <laughs> is catching up to Daniel Bryan and fast. In terms of, in terms of best tech wrestler. It's going to be the, soon the Bruiser Brody and Tomohiro Ishii award because – it probably is Ishii, though Moxley, you can, you can make a serious oh, case for Oh, you can make Moxley. a serious case for John Moxley. You can make a real or serious Janelle. case for him. You can make a real serious case for Moxley. I'll go Ishii barely over Moxley. No, I'm going to go Moxley and then okay. Janela, too. Hmm. People are going to vote Janela. Hmm. Best flying wrestler, this is not even a question. Are, we already know. Keep it moving. Well, Osprey. Yep. Most overrated. This is not even a question. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, it's got to it's, it's Baron Corbin. Baron, you got to do better, man. I, I want to like you. I do. And your King of the Ring room is actually decent. But you got to do better with it. This was won by Finn Balor last year. I need to see more. I need to see more of Chad Gable. Yeah. I, I need to see more. I need to see more. Uh, I, enough of this Rody G stuff. I need to see more of Chad Gable. I don't know who the best non-wrestler is. I said Regal, just because. Best wrestling announcer is Kevin Kelly. No, it's Tony Schiavone. Schiavone's been good this year. Schiavone's been good this year. I like Ronaldo. I like... uh, Actually, honestly, I'll go Nigel McGuinness. Okay. I'll go go Nigel. Worst announcer? Jonathan Cochran. No, no, no. I didn't like the O'Madden at all. Deal man, yeah. I, I don't like Deal Madden at all. That's kind of growing on me, but I didn't like Deal Madden at all. Best major wrestling show. Ooh, this one's hard. Certainly not Go, WrestleMania. No, it, it's that's that's an easy one not to pick. No um, or nothing. Was it better than any of the NXTs? I'm going to say double or nothing. Mm, that's a great way to start a company. To really, get, to really get your feet wet. That was a really good way to start. Oh, wow. It was better than TakeOver Toronto. It was, it was better than War Games? Probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Worst major wrestling show. Super Showdown. <laughs> Yeah, Blood Money Four. That's uh, I, I go I go I go Crown Jewel, but that, that's that's pretty close. Best wrestling maneuver, Judas Effect. I like the creativity. Yeah, uh, it's simple. It's what makes it good is its simplicity. Um, for the second year in a row, the most disgusting promotional classic is Blood food. Money. Blood Money. Moving on. Worst television show is WWE Raw, which Underground is no longer around. Worst match of the year is Undertaker Goldberg. Undertaker Goldberg, um, yep. Worst feud of the year. Last, I can go with Lashley Rusev. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Moving on. 
it's, it's not even the it's not even the quality of the actual wrestlers involved. It's just the fact that this storyline was complete trash. Worst promotion. WWE. Oh, you go WWE over Ring of Honor. Okay. I go WWE over Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah. I probably go ROH. Because at least because at least WWE because at least WWE had NXT to save itself. Yeah. That's why that's why I go ROH. Best Booker, Hall of Famer, Gato. Yeah. Yep. 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 Tataki Kadani, promoter of the year. Best gimmick. What? Watch Bray Wyatt win best and worst gimmick. <laughs> he could win both. Cause you know, you know, I love, you know, I love the Fiend. I, I'm like, I'm on the Mister Rogers stuff, but I love the Fiend. Bray Wyatt's gonna win best and worst gimmick. That's he really best. might win both. He really, he legitimately might win both. And then best wrestling documentary. Hmm. That's really been up like, in my documentary game. It's not well, no longer DVD because because of no no one makes DVDs anymore. Mm-hmm. Used to be best wrestling DVD. What was the best wrestling documentary? I really like the. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, the Von Erichs. Hmm, that's a good one. That was a really good one. That's a good one. Gina Hernandez, too. That was a really good one. Hmm. So this year, this this was a very good year of wrestling in short. Twitter.com slash BeastMike. So, yep, if y'all, all the the Nido stands, if y'all want heat, uh, I got you. Y'all really want heat on it. Seriously though, uh, obviously I will be uh, tweeting about the about the, the upcoming stuff. I know it's a big weekend with the Eagles Cowboys coming up this Sunday. It's gonna be uh, it's now pretty much for the division. Uh, Eagles, please please get a defense for Christmas. Please get uh, a defense for first place. Please. I, I honestly don't think the Eagles can beat Dallas. They show nothing. They show no resistance to Amari Cooper and, and Michael Gallup. That would be concerning to me. Anyway, Twitter.com slash BeatsMike. I will be on the Sports Blitz <clears throat> 5 to 7. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, 5 to 7 on Thursday. I will be on the Sports Blitz. Uh, we're pretty much finishing up classes here uh, in State College. Are you coming so. back? Coming back to Philly? That I don't know yet. I'm going to try to look for more stuff from the radio industry, but yeah, I will be, well, we'll see. We, we don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see what happens. But obviously, we'll keep everyone updated on on the Twitters. Yes, DJD Kooks on Twitter. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll be the same. Goodbye. <laughs> I actually whistled. Way to go. <laughs>